This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me. And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. My name is Ben, and this is a momentous night tonight, and it's been a momentous week for a lot of fandoms and just nerds in general because the Disney, what are they calling it? The Disney Investors Day 2020 happened yesterday, and a lot happened. You know, sometimes they do the investors' calls and there's not much happens. And, you know, we've been kind of accustomed to Bob Chapek or Bob Iger or whatever Bob is in charge at this point, you know, <laughs> coming out and, and just talking a little bit and kind of stroking their own ego and talking about how, you know, how great Disney is and how much money they're making. Of course, they sometimes talk about how much of the money they're losing because of the pandemic. But, uh, this week they had a few things to share, just a little bit. I think uh, – I don't have to go into detail here. You know exactly what I'm talking about because it freaking broke the internet yesterday. Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, Disney Animation, tons of stuff, tons of stuff. And uh, this is not going to be a full-on breakdown because we're not qualified for that. So uh, we're just going to be picking out the things that we like and we're most interested in and talking about. It. If you want a full breakdown, there's sites and other podcasts for that very thing. Um we're just going to do our own thing and uh, talk about what we want to talk about. But before we get into it, introductions are in order if you are new to the show. My name is Ben, as I said, and joining me is my good friend and co-host for tonight, Mr. Steven Schinder. How's it going, man? Hey, yeah, just filling in for Zach again. Um, I saw that yesterday he was on Fandom Empire. What was that all about? <laughs> Traitor! <laughs> Oh, man. Re- remember when people thought that Stormtrooper's name was TR8R, which it actually was. In fact, that was so cringy, but like that, that scene itself is like so good. <laughs> I thought he still was TR8R. Um, at least he should be. At least he no, should be. He, he's, he's nines, I think, <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah, FN999 something. Yeah. Yeah. 2199 or something. I don't know. Something it's, like look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Yep, that's what that's for. That's not what this podcast is for, because we got Disney news. And, of course, Steven, we, we've all seen it by now, all the good stuff that's happened. Um, Star Wars broke the internet with all the movie news and the tremendous TV shows. They promised 10 series for Star Wars and Marvel together over the next few years. However long that means, we don't know, but they laid it all out for us during this four-hour presentation. Um, and we're just going to kind of go down the list and see what kind of sticks out to us. Um, Steven, you want to lead that off and see what, what what was the biggest thing for you? Well, I mean, this time around, it was definitely the Star Wars stuff that caught my eye the most. Like, yeah, there were some Marvel announcements, and it's like, you know, Marvel is Marvel. It's always moving. They always have stuff right. developing, but like, with Star Wars, it's like, 
You know, this felt kind of like when Marvel announced their Phase 3 slate about six years ago. Like, I kind of had that vibe when, like, Star Wars announced, like, their 10 new projects or whatever this time around. It's like, yes, there's finally some concrete stuff. It seems like they have a concrete plan. And it's funny because, like, earlier this year, back in August, we had DC fandom. And, like, I loved the announcements they made and how they presented them, like hearing Matt Reeves talk about what makes the Batman different from the other Batman movies. And around that time we were like, Oh, it'd be nice if like star Wars did something like for, for did something like this in lieu of celebration. And of course we had force fest and like in hindsight, I am glad we did not have celebration because they encouraged like the fans to get creative with like, force fest and stuff like that right but by that same token it was like really nice to have like this investors call where we like got like new stuff about like star wars and pixar and marvel and like just disney in general and it's like it's 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 just so good to like have these announcements it's like yeah the presentation like from the actual people working on the projects is good but at the same time it's like also nice to at least get like just a graphic with the title and like that's enough type you know this is way better than the usual lucasfilm thing where you you know or anything for that matter you know especially lucasfilm in regards to like it's just posted starwars.com it's a press release maybe with a picture of the person making it and sometimes you don't even get a title sometimes it's like oh taika watiti is doing a, a movie and that's about it like and that's exciting like it drives things but it's not much to like chew on in regards to like actual news and well you know we'll just go ahead and get into star wars stuff right now because that's i think that's the biggest thing is kind of weighing on people's minds is like they just went out with it and like within like 20 minutes time we got more star wars news in that span that i've ever seen ever like we got more star wars news in that 20 minute span than we've ever gotten it like one celebration like you're talking about 10 star wars series a, a, a new film two films actually even though they kind of reconfirmed the taika watiti thing they still kind of gave us new details and you know we got rogue squadron obi-wan kenobi ahsoka rangers of the new republic Andor, the bad batch visions lando the acolyte a droid story and that's not to mention indiana jones 5 confirmed with harrison ford and james mangold um, the Willow series, and uh, you know, the, I think it's Children of Blood and Bone, which is all Lucasfilm Productions. Um, yeah, and and it's funny because like the way I heard this news was kind of whack because like I was um <laughs> so like I was doing laundry and like I knew that like there was gonna be the investors call and like I saw that like you guys at Star Wars Underworld shared like a caption that said. Lucasfilm has confirmed that 10 shows are in development or something. And I was like, oh, okay. And it just seemed like whatever. And then I just like kept doing laundry and then took took my clothes, went back home, and then uh, caught up with a friend on Zoom for like a half hour. And then once that Zoom call was done, I looked on the internet and I was like, what the hell? What's all this Star Wars stuff? (laughs) It was just like all like there, like it just everything. <laughs> it it was insane. Like it was almost maddening 
for me because like I was kind of busy. I was at work and I kept like every time I look at my computer, it was just like, oh, Hayden Christensen, oh, Ahsoka, you know, oh, you know, Bad Batch. Like I couldn't keep up with it. Like it was just insane. I can't even imagine getting to sit down and, like watch the whole thing. And you know, this is just totally unprecedented in regards to like the amount of stuff that we're getting. Um, and obviously they're setting up for years to come. Obviously some of these things are like, you know, obviously they, they showed a, a little highlight reel, a sizzle reel for Andor. That's filming right now. That's going to come out, I think, next year. Um, and then, you know, you've got other things that are obviously way off. Like, you know, maybe Ahsoka is kind of around the corner because they got Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. But like, you know, the Acolyte, that's clearly something that might be happening later on in a couple years. So, like, this is, like, a big, like, big phase of it. But, like, the fact that they drop it all at the same time was just incredible. Um, so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's, it's like, it's like, whoa, like, blown your hair back. Like, what the hell did I just see? Is this even real? Um, uh, yeah, tell, could, yeah. Go ahead. Because we're so used to Lucasfilm being so gun shy. So, like, to see that they yeah, have, like, a... Yeah concrete planet are confident in announcing these things it's just so encouraging you know after we've had like all these shakeups with all these different productions and whatnot right right so which if you had to pick one or maybe two of these series or movies which one are you most excited for out of the star wars bunch here so i want to say probably the acolyte because they describe it as a mystery thriller and that makes me think whoa is this a detective story and could it be a detective story without jedi even if it's in like the high republic era um but by that same token i think it's still possible that it could become like not my favorite out of the (laughs) upcoming shows and like some of the other more like safe ones could like take precedence in terms of like what I prefer, but I do like that they're taking a chance with this one, uh, the acolyte and like really like, I hope trying to experiment with the genre and the timeline and really pushing the boundaries of what star Wars can be. Yeah. The acolyte is probably the one that has me most intrigued. Just like asking what, the hell is this like they're talking about <laughs> you know the fact that this is going to be set at the at the end of the high republic era and we aren't even beginning the high republic era yet like that's not none of that stuff even is even coming out until you know next starting next year so like we're not yeah, even like fully january gra- or something right so we're not even you know, fully grasping like what the high republic is already and they're planning this TV show that's going to be set near the end of it. And, you know, called The Acolyte, you know, it, it seems to imply Force users of some time, possibly Dark Side Force users. And then, you know, you have the whole thing with, you know, the fact that the High Republic is supposed to deal with kind of this, you know, time in the Republic where the Jedi are kind of on top of things. And, but there's this big, great disaster. And then, but there's no, doesn't seem to be any Dark Side users. And obviously the Sith can't really come back, but the Acolyte certainly sounds like something Sith-related. So, like... Yeah, like like it reminds me of the Acolytes of the Beyond from the yeah, Aftermath you're books right. who worship Vader. So I, I'm really curious about that, and I really love 
the announcement of this show in particular because it shows that they have confidence in the High Republic era. Like, like yeah, it's comparable to New Jedi Order and that it's like a planned out thing that's like in the books or whatever. Right. But th they're confident enough to say that, yeah, we'll make a show that ties into this thing. And I, I just love that. It shows that the High Republic is not just going to be a footnote in the Star Wars canon. Yeah, I think this could be a really great way to kind of cement because, like, I'm, I tend to enjoy like the books and comics that I kind of like. I know stuff about it from the from you know on screen stuff. Like when it starts getting outside that and it starts going into territory where it's like all new characters and there's nothing really familiar, it kind of loses me. I'm just never been a huge into book fan. I I like stuff that it kind of enhances my viewing of the movies and the TV shows. So this is kind of doing the reverse of that, of like establishing this literature-driven universe, but also giving us something for, for people like me who are really interested in the on-screen stuff to have this TV show that, you know, who knows, you know, when it's going to come out, how it's going to figure into the overall plot of this, and, you know, what, what does the High Republic like entail? Like what's going to actually be happening here, and how does this tie in? And just having something that's set way, you know, far apart, from anything we've seen before. Like, all the movies, all the TV shows thus far have, have worked within the umbrella, the timeline of the original, I say original nine films, the, the current, the Skywalker saga. <laughs> and so, you know, having something set hundreds of years potentially before that is pretty interesting. So, Acolyte definitely has... The, gets the biggest, you know, Spocky and eyes, eyebrow raise in regards to, like, what could this be? Yeah, and, you know, I just, like, it's really cool because, like, the High Republic is, like, um, like, I wasn't, like, there were rumors of, like, maybe, like, the future films that, like, Benioff and Wise or Ryan Johnson would be making would tie into the High Republic, but it seems to me like the High Republic stemmed from like just the authors and to see that like a show like this is like spinning off of that is like a reinforcement of like yeah the books and the comics matter like it's it's not just the movies and tv shows like it all like like you can enjoy star wars and all these different media and i i just really love that yeah it, it's, it's it's really this just this blending all together everything you know you have stuff from the movies and the TV shows, you know, you have Fennec Shand from The Mandalorian showing up in The Bad Batch. Never saw yeah. that coming. <laughs> and then, you know, you obviously have Ahsoka, who just showed up in Mandalorian, who's this massive animated character that's been relegated to animation all these years, is, is getting her own TV shows. Like, that's insane. Like, that's the fact that that's even happening is crazy. Um... And, like, I'm super excited for Kenobi. I think the one that most has my excitement, and I'm not even, like, big into pilots and stuff like that, like some people are, but, like, Rogue Squadron, just the idea of this movie, Patty Jenkins on board to, 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 to direct it. I don't know. I don't know what capacity besides directing she might be taking it on this. I don't know who's writing it or anything like that, but, like, taking this on... And we're going to get Star Wars in the theaters Christmas 2023, and it's going to be a Rogue Squadron movie. 
that's just something I never. I, I keep saying this. I, we keep coming into the situation in Star Wars fandom where it's like, I never thought this would happen. No, I genuinely thought we'd never get a Rogue Squadron movie. This seemed unfathomable. Yet here we are, and this movie just—you uh, know—just the idea of it. Just the, and we don't know when it's going to be set. I'm hoping after Rise of Skywalker. I'm, I'm hoping that, but and I know that's a big toss up there. But just the fact that they're you know putting the the pedal to the metal in regards to like the the movies and saying yes, we are doing more movies. It's not just going to be Disney Plus shows. We love the Disney Plus shows, but Star Wars still belongs on the big screen whenever we can get it, and I'm stoked for this. Oh, yeah. I I have fond memories of playing that video game on the Nintendo 64, and in hindsight, this is a pretty safe choice for the next Star Wars movie because, you know, like, people love the Rogue Squadron video game, and they also love Rogue One. Like, I think it's, like general consensus is that rogue one was the best received film of the disney era when it comes to star wars so like having a rogue squadron movie like it it makes sense like it doesn't exactly push the boundaries unless they do set it after the rise of skywalker though i i am expecting it to take place in the original trilogy era because like me too well like i mean I guess it's best for us to have those expectations now so that if it's otherwise, we'll be surprised and, like, more <laughs> excited. But um, I-, I just loved seeing that video of, like, how passionate Patty Jenkins felt about, um, like, pilots and all that stuff. And, you know, we recently had the Squadrons video game, which, yeah, um, yeah. Com- confession moment, I still have not seen, like, the storyline of that, like, through YouTube clips yet. <laughs> But, like, I, I will eventually, but, like, it's, like, like with that happening recently, it's, like, oh, duh, why wouldn't the next movie be about, like, a squadron, let alone Rogue Squadron? And it's, like, I'm just excited that they feel confident in knowing what the next Star Wars movie is, because, like, I honestly wasn't sure that they'd announce this year what the 2023 movie would be. Like, I thought they'd push it back to 2024, and, like, it's, like what the hell is this thing, you know? So it's just nice to know what it is. Um, and not just because, like, Delayed Replay can do, like, a Rogue Squadron episode a year before its actual release. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah, just the whole, like, and you bringing up Rogue One, like, kind of reminded me, like, how this feels like it could be, like, a either a literal or a, at least a spiritual sequel to Rogue One. Yeah, and, like they could mention like the sacrifice of Jin Erso and company and how that influenced or inspired them, you know? Yeah, and that's I believe that's canon that Rogue yeah. Squadron is Rogue Squadron because of Rogue One. So like, you know, whether this is set, you know, post a new hope, post Empire, post Jedi, or even during the sequel trilogy or after, you can still draw on that and say, Hey, this is you know, this is this is where this came from. Rogue One came and Rogue Squadron came from Jin Erso and all this all Bodhi Rook and all those guys that made their sacrifices all those years ago. And, you know, they can draw on that. And I love the idea that people are throwing around that maybe you could get uh, Wedge back, possibly. You know, possibly even Dennis Lawson could potentially play the character depending on what era they set it in. 
Um, if they said it earlier, then it had to be kind of de-aged a bit, um, or they just recast him. But like, there's a, so many possibilities here. And, and Patty Jenkins, you, she released that great video. Just seems like the perfect person to do this because it's you know she explained her, her father was a fighter pilot herself, and you know this is something that seems very personal for her. And that's it. That's 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 Star Wars. That's that's what makes a great story is that when you bring someone in that's you know their hearts in this. It's not just like hey let's pump this stuff out. It's let's tell something. She has something she wants to say. She has a movie that she wants to make, and from what she says, it's going to be the greatest fighter pilot movie ever. Which like hell yeah, Patty, do it, go for it. <laughs> I want to see this. Yeah, and it's funny because, um, like, Patty Jenkins, like, you know, obviously brought Wonder Woman to the forefront in cinema, and then, like, on the Marvel side of things, we had Captain Marvel, who herself was a pilot, and, you know, it's that area of, like, you know, first prominent female superhero movies that were good, and it's like that mishmash of things, and it's... and it's also funny because, like, we got the HBO Max um, announcement of how they're, like, releasing stuff on HBO Max at the same time that they were releasing theatrically last year. And, like, this Disney stuff came out a few days later. And, like, I don't think it was exactly an answer to that, but if it kind of feels like it. Because, like, yeah, this is what's going on with Warner Brothers and this is what's going on with Disney. Um but yeah, in terms of the era, I I would be interested in seeing if Rogue Squadron takes place post Rise of Skywalker, because you know in that movie, Snap Wexley dies and he is Wedge until he's his uh, stepson, and yeah. I want to see Wedge's reaction to that because like you know in the books they make that relationship a huge thing, whereas if you're just watching the movie, it's just whatever like the casual viewer doesn't really know that that's the thing but it's like i really want to know like the reaction to that in universe and to just like tighten up that connection yeah i think a realistic expectation that i have is that this will be set post return of the jedi but before jakku similar to squadrons um i think that's kind of a fertile area there the kind of the post thing and as we're seeing in mandalorian now like the empire is still around after jakku so like they could still you know it could be new republic pilots you know in you know what's going on it could even tie into mandalorian that's my realistic expectation what my hopeful expectation is this is completely based on the description that is on starwars.com and it says and it reads i quote the next Star Wars feature film will be rogue squadron directed by patty jenkins the story will introduce a new generation of Starfire pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy, end quote. Oh, wow. So so if it's like a future, if it's like a new generation type of thing, then I don't think it's going to be like Wedge and his friends. Like maybe Wedge will be like a mentor figure. And if this is post-sequel trilogy, then that would be great because I... I do desperately wish that, like, Star Wars might be able to tell stories post-sequel trilogy and not just wait for, like, the... Well, I guess this in itself is a film, but, like, just not wait for the films to tell what 
happens after the sequel of trilogy like i think back to the legacy comics and i loved how that added to like what happens over a century after the movies and i would like to make i would like for star wars to make bold choices like that yeah i just think like of all the point of views that you could take in moving the story forward instead of going back to you know known territory if you want to actually push it into the new into the future you know why not fighter pilots it's not about the big what's going on with ray skywalker and finn and all these guys it's about you know these lowly fighter pilots that are trying to keep the peace and we know <laughs> from the end of eyes of skywalker like they probably had a lot of work to do to get the galaxy back in shape and you know it could be months years even decades after that and you know what if you know i don't know if uh Wedge would be around at that point, but like someone could be. I would love it if it was Wedge. I would love it if it's Dennis Lawson kind of being the the old mentor, and maybe he's the one that's that brings it back and says, "Hey, you know, I was around when you know Rogue One was thing, and I was part of Rogue Squadron. Why don't you guys be the new Rogue Squadron?" And that would be amazing to me. Oh yeah, like I think we've like seeing how space battles haven't been as impressive in the films apart from Rogue One. So it would be really cool seeing like just the pilot side of things and like this upcoming film. I have a lot of faith in Patty Jenkins and um, I guess it goes without saying that Wonder Woman 1984 can't come any sooner. So on Christmas uh, yeah. Day, I'll be there watching that. Well, uh, So yeah, I'm very excited for this. I'm pretty sure that Wonder Woman 1984 was my number one top most anticipated film Same. of 2020. And I don't think – I think it along with all the others I have not seen yet in 2020. <laughs> we're on top five list earlier this year because we were so naive. We thought everything was just going to be fine back then. Um but uh, hello darkness my old friend <laughs> you ain't kidding you are not kidding so you know hopefully christmas day uh, not hopefully i think it's pretty much set in stone now that we are getting wonder woman 1984 i'm hoping yeah. to see it in a theater i'm not betting on it but hopefully if things work out well but uh you know even so i'm a big patty jenkins fan i've always been a fan of wonder woman i think the first wonder woman film was easily one of the best of the dcu thus far and you know i've I've been wanting this, like a Patty Jenkins Star Wars film. Give it to me, like I am all for this. So, like the fact that she's doing this is something that I never really would have penned her for. But now that I know what's happening, I'm like, this is perfect. This is exactly yeah, like, what we need. Of course, that would happen, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, there's so much. There's so much. Rogue Squadron, obviously Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, Hayden Christensen back. That's gonna be. I'm just thinking about that, going like. Hayden's going to be back in Star Wars. That's just that doesn't even compute in my head that that's actually yeah. happening. Yeah, like like in an out of universe perspective, I'm so glad that Hayden will have like a return to the franchise. But in an in universe perspective, I am kind of worried about like you know it, it sounds like they'll have like an Obi Wan versus Vader confrontation that takes place between Episodes three and four. But I, I guess that's just something I'll have to get used to. And if they do it well, then maybe I'll like 
be thankful and be like, yeah, I'm glad that they did it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, and they're talking about what the, the, the rematch of the century. This is like official stuff, like Kathleen Kennedy's like, oh, rematch of the century. Wh- what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know, they're not supposed to meet during them, but maybe they will. Um, I will point you guys in the direction of uh, Kessel Run Transmissions. Apparently they have a new report out about the villains of the Obi-Wan series and what's going to be going down there. So I'm not going to talk about it here because it is spoilery. If you don't want to know, stay away from it. But if you are interested, they're trusted stories. I think they've been vindicated like several times in the past like year. So like, go check that out if you're interested. But uh, it wasn't just Star Wars that happened. Um, in fact, it was something that that I wasn't expecting because we had a lot of obviously Disney owns everything now. Um, we got an <laughs> Alien series happening that I didn't expect. It's coming to Hulu. Working, you know, we got Noah Hawley working on it, and apparently Ridley Scott is going to be back to be involved in some way. This, and it's going to be set on Earth, I think, which is kind of a one of the original concepts for Alien 3, and it's going to be the first yeah. Alien story set on Earth. This sounds really interesting. Yeah, so from what I understand, Ridley Scott is in talks to be an executive producer, which to me, tells me that this probably will not be a continuation from the prequel movies that he was right. working on, which are Prometheus and Alien Covenant. And um, my thoughts on those movies is that um, Prometheus was good, and like it does have its flaws, but it was a fun watch. And then Alien Covenant feels like it, it feels like there's a movie missing between the two of them. Like, Alien Covenant basically... <laughs> ignore like it basically erase swerves away from the direction that the end of prometheus set seemed to say it would be going which was disappointing to me like as a standalone movie covenant is great um but if like taking prometheus into account it's like yeah covenant fails as a sequel to prometheus so it is disappointing on that level so um yeah, I don't think this series will tie into those prequel movies. I don't even know if the prequel movies will be concluded um, in any way. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm very curious to see when this takes place in the Alien timeline. And I'm excited because I love Noah Hawley's work on the Fargo TV show and Legion, which is like about... Um, you know, Professor Xavier's son of uh, uh, David Haller, I think his name is, uh, from mm. like Marvel Comics. And it's it might be my second favorite live-action Marvel TV series overall, just because Legion, like, it, it's a really weird, experimental, surreal show. It kind of feels like a series of music videos. Like, it's not a conventional show, but it's a fun watch, I think. So, like, to hear that Noah Hawley is involved in this like it excites me uh i think he'll inject new blood into the alien franchise yeah this could be really cool admittedly i have not seen a single alien movie (gasps) i know i know everyone is shocked by you're not surprised at all are you (laughs) no one is surprised 
Um, and genuinely, that's one of the franchises I would love to cover on this show with Zach and whoever else wants to join us. So that that's that's on my bucket list. Um, and maybe before this comes out, maybe we'll do that at some point. That would be amazing. Um, but I, I'm still like, I know Alien. I know all the stuff. I know the general story. And, I, and this sounds like really cool. Like an Alien series, I think, could be really cool. Setting it on Earth and I don't know. It's just... A lot of stuff going on here, and I didn't expect an alien announcement during a Disney thing, but here we are, um, the year 2020, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, this could be really cool, and I think this this is turning out to be something that could be really special, especially uh, you hear Noah Hawley's, you know, yeah, I think he was working on Star Trek at one time, or he was going to do it, I'm not sure, he's been all over the place, a very talented guy, obviously. Yeah, and... It's funny because after Star Wars came out, people in, like, the movie industry realized, oh, yeah, people do love space movies. And so (laughs) you had these things like um, Star Trek, the motion picture, which had really bad pacing, and um, Disney's The Black Hole, which was, like, really weird and really bad. (laughs) Right. And even James Bond went into space with Moonraker, and that was... Like, I do enjoy that one in terms of, like, the campiness of it. But uh, Alien came out in that period, and I think it was it was the most successful of those. Like, it really knew what it was. It had its own identity. It, like, really um, injected new blood into, like, sci-fi horror. So I, it's kind of funny, like, drawing those parallels between, like, Alien and Star Wars and... I think Alien even came out on the on May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy nine, which was like the two year anniversary of when Star Wars came out. So that's kind of weird. Wow! Wow, that's cool. That's interesting. So uh, love to see Noah Hawley work on Star Wars one day. That would be interesting, and uh, I don't know, just uh, really cool, interesting stuff there. Um, okay, so moving on a little bit here to the Disney stuff, the actual Disney stuff. A lot, they announced a lot just on their own. A lot of series coming to Disney Plus. The big the big standouts to me anyway are basically Disney just taking their biggest movies and turning them into series. <laughs> because yeah. you've got Zootopia <laughs> Plus, you got Tiana which is based on Princess and the Frog, you got Moana and you got Baymax. Those are all series that are coming. And I don't know how they're going to be animated. I assume it's going to be, you know, in in the same style as the the, the movies. But like they're they're going all out with this. Like you know, they, they, I heard some talk about the Baymax movies. I haven't seen any of these. I know, shocking, shocking. But um, you know, this this sounds interesting. You know, it, it's I guess it's better than the direct to video sequels <laughs> that Disney <laughs> that that no one asked for, and Disney is is so infamously known for. Like, you know, what, Cinderella 2 and 3 and whatever else, Lion King 1 and a half. Um, Oh, I actually loved the Lion King 1 and a half. It was hilarious. (laughs) See, I've never seen it, and Zach hates it. He despises it. He's a huge Lion King fan, so, like, I'm wondering what's going on there. But, uh, obviously, you know, this is really cool, you know, giving things. And, and, okay, so the biggest thing for me out of the animated stuff, and and feel free to throw something in if if you notice it, uh, Steven, but the one that comes from Pixar, the one that has me excited the most is Lightyear, which is Pixar's next, not to say next, but it's a new movie 
coming at some point, and it's supposed to be 2022, I think, and it is a movie based on Buzz Lightyear, as you can imagine, but it's not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It is the logic of the universe is that Buzz Lightyear the toy is based on a real person named Buzz Lightyear, and this is his story. They're not they're not gonna have Tim Allen in this role. It's gonna be Chris Evans voicing him. And that is America's ass. I there you go. <laughs> this is an American America America announcement. But uh and this is happening, apparently. This is gonna be a whole big thing and they're expanding the Toy Story universe even even further. And I didn't know I needed this in my life, but apparently I do, because this sounds awesome. Right. So I do have stuff to say about the Disney animation stuff. So we'll come back to that after this oh, yeah, light year thing. But um, yeah, this is really weird to like, I think this was like the last headline of that day that I saw. And it was like, um, like Chris Evans as like Buzz Lightyear. And it's like, I wasn't sure how to process it. Cause I was like, is this going to be like that? 2D animated show Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, or is it gonna be like something kind of different? And it's 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 funny because like going into 2020, I fully expected that like this next decade of Pixar would be like you know they're just doing all original movies. Like we got Onward, and like Soul is coming out on Christmas now, and so because like yeah. 2010 to 2019 were for the most part, the sequel era of Pixar, because uh, we had Toy Story 3 and 4, Finding Dory, Incredibles 2, um, or Monsters University, which was technically a prequel, and Cars 2 and 3. But, it, like, going into the 2020s, expecting, I was expecting, like, all original, then all of a sudden we get this <laughs> light year thing, and it's like, I'm not really sure what to make of it but at the same time we know that like buzz lightyear um like not the toy but the character that the toy is based on is like rich with some lore like you have emperor zerg and stuff like that and it's like i'm really curious what they could do with this yeah it's it's just this you know it's something that like obviously for those who've seen Toy Story Four, like they kind of they kind of broke up the band between Woody and Buzz, and you know, like where could they go with that story? And they keep saying, "Oh, it's the finale, finale." Like you can only say that so much. Now they can kind of keep that as a finale, at least for now, and kind of go off in this in this universe and explore like different aspects. And I'm wondering, like, what what else could they do? Like you're talking about a like a biopic on Buzz Lightyear, the real person. Like, is there a Woody? Like, are we, are we talking like, are they going to do like a Pixar Western with like the real Woody? Yeah. Like this is what I'm confused about. Like is Buzz Lightyear a real, like, like is Buzz Lightyear the toy based on like a historical figure or is he based on a show or like, what is this? Okay. So it says uh, Lightyear, the definitive origin story of the hero that inspired the toy. Chris Evans will voice the hero on his journey to becoming the most famous space ranger ever. So, like, are we supposed to believe that in the Toy Story universe, which we just talked, we just watched Toy Story the other day, turn 25, go listen to that. Me and Steven, yeah. it was fun. Um, 
That was a great episode, top notch. Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) Are we supposed to believe that in that universe there is a guy or was a guy named Buzz Lightyear that was an astronaut, a space ranger, if you will, that existed and inspired a toy? As in, like, if they made a, a, a like a super epic toy from Buzz Aldrin. Like, or, yes. is that what they're going with here? Because, like... It's weird, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. I see what you're putting down here. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good way to separate it from the 2D show, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which, you know, I loved what I saw of that show. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is a fictional thing within the universe of Toy Story. Like, it's something they watch on TV. It's not like, quote unquote, real life. So it's like, is this Lightyear movie like a real life event that will like eventually inspire the toy that we come to love and like that intrigues me that it could potentially be like a different corner of pixar in that regard yeah yeah it it is interesting i i I like i like this idea i like this concept something that i didn't expect to see so like the whole idea of this happening and, and where this is going could be really interesting i'm just like tell me more like what what is this? How are they going to pull this off? How are they going to make this believable? And, you know, like, you're doing a Buzz Lightyear movie, like, is there going to be references to the the, the toy? Or is it going to be, like, the end of the movie? You're going to see, like, you know, them making Buzz Lightyear toys? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it is Yeah, like, you'll see him, like, someone asking him to sign off on having toys based on his likeness and he'll be like, eh, whatever. What's the worst I could have? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's a weird thing. Cause like we generally like in, at least in our culture, you don't really make toys off of like real people. Like usually it's kind of weird and obscure if it happens. So like, right. I'm, I'm interested to see like how they pull this off. And obviously it's all fictional universe, you know, they could, they can make this happen, but you know, it is kind of a, it's an odd concept for sure. Um, um and, and you, you said you had some stuff you wanted to say about the animated, uh, stuff from earlier that I, I completely skipped over. Okay. So Zootopia plus, um, Zootopia was a really good movie. I, I love like how authentic it feels and like i don't know if you've seen the movie but um like the relationship between judy and um uh nick uh, i think it's the name of the fox and like later on when she like apologizes and how authentic the emotions are it's like it's a really great movie i absolutely love it and so to see that they're expanding this world in the form of a tv show is like, I'm really excited about that. And um, also, like, Baymax, um, have you ever seen Big Hero 6, Ben? I have not, and I'm oh, wow, that, myself. Oh, wow, that's surprising. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a really good movie. It's based on a Marvel comic, apparently, but they, okay. like, tone it down to, like, appeal to kids, I think. Um, and... A few years ago, they made a 2D animated show called, uh, well, it was also called Big Hero 6. And I actually watched the first two episodes last night, uh, which seemed to pick up like directly from the end of the movie. And so, um, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that show for a while. And uh, like, I'm just getting back, I'm just getting into it. And so I'm really excited to see where that goes. And so, 
I'm curious to see if this Baymax show may pick up from that particular TV show wherever it may or may not have ended. Um, I don't. I didn't look up the details about it, but I I uh, saw part of the presentation, and uh, I think they had Pete Doctor on there talking about it. He he basically described it as that Baymax, the the robot, is meant to be like a, a nurse nurse droid. Like he's he's meant to right. be kind of. Uh, you know, fixing people and, and helping people and kind of nursing people. So the the show is kind of like his base function, like him just kind of going around helping people and he'll have kind of a new way to kind of run around the city and stuff like that. And that's going to be kind of it. So I don't know how like exactly it ties in with like the events of the movie and all that will be set before or after or, you know, are there – is Baymax one of a kind? As as I I haven't seen the movie, I don't know. But like, is he a one of a kind robot, or is this going to be multiples? I don't know. It does sound interesting though. Okay, but in any case, it's nice to see the Big Hero Six IP expanding because like I feel it is a really good movie, um, and it's nice to know that there are these reminders of that really good movie still going on. Um, yeah, it's crazy because, like, I've seen so much about that movie over the years. Like, it's been memed and all this kind of stuff. And, like, <laughs> I, 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 for a while, I didn't even know, like, what it actually was. And then to hear, like, oh, it's, it's Big Hero 6. It's this, you know, Disney movie that uh, seemed almost obscure, but a lot of people love it, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of like the Iron Giant um, in some regards. Um, Iron Giant is one of my favorite animated films. Mm. Um, but it's also cool because it has a setting uh, called San Francisco, which is a mix between San Francisco and Tokyo. It takes place like in the future. Um, okay. I, I think you'd really like the movie, Ben. So like, whenever you get the chance, you should check that out. I'm going to um, totally watch that next chance again, totally. Yeah, um, and we also have, like, I guess a Moana series. I, I remember enjoying the movie Moana, so I'm really curious where this could, uh, what what this could show. And it, in terms of Tiana, it's been forever since I've seen The Princess and the Frog. I'm long overdue for a rewatch, but right. uh, I do feel like there's been, like, a Princess and the Frog renaissance recently like you know people petitioning for like splash mountain to be uh remade into like a princess in the frog setting and i think they're even doing that i think um, you're right so it like it makes sense and it's really cool seeing these things popping up yeah yeah it's 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 cool it's, it's neat that they're kind of going back to properties that you know i joked that you know it, it was their most popular properties but that's not actually true because you know you know, th- these aren't like I'm not sure. Like people are clamoring for this stuff, but it's not like stuff that's the, you know rides are based around and they're multi-million, multi-billion-dollar movies with you know Oscars and stuff like that. Like, but they're still you know kind of feeding that audience, which is really cool. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's really cool to see that they're um, still like doing stuff with these. Disney animated movies and for some reason seeing that like these like Disney plus TV shows are being like spun off of them feels more legitimate than like a direct to D or direct to video sequel that would probably be forgotten in a way like I can't really describe it yeah it's it's very like 
you know, if you if you release something like that, it's like this one off thing, and then it's just out there, and then people may or may not watch it, and you know. You can't really, like, you have to, like, go to the effort, like, make a sequel to it or whatever like that to have to continue, whereas this is, like, it's on Disney+. Plus. People are going to watch it. It's going to be a week-to-week thing, so it's going to be a big deal. And, you know, this is going to be possibly really good animation and continues, brings back some of these characters that people love. So, like, you know, I think this is a win-win in regards to bringing something back I think people are really going to enjoy and just adding more you know, Disney Plus originals to their, you know, their library, which they they don't really have a whole lot of right now. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely thriving, like, that side of Disney animation. Um, uh, I do kind of miss when, like, Disney and DreamWorks would do, like, 2D animated films. Like, I, I would love for them to, like, alternate between 2D and 3D, but, like, what can you do, you know? Yeah, I I understand why, like, they're fully in the 3D animation camp, but it, it would be be nice to go back every once in a while just for old time's sake, and I think people would... It, it would definitely make some ways because people aren't, aren't used to seeing that anymore, um, even though it seems to be a lost art. But, uh... Um, is there anything else you want to bring up in the in the Disney realm uh, before we go to break? Because um, there's obviously well, there's still a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think there were like one or two things I wanted to bring up that were not necessarily like originated from Disney. Like I think there were like a couple of things that carried over from like other properties like 20th century fox so let me just look at yeah like, i'm looking to the thing too because they're they, they kind of there's there's a there's an article which i will link in the uh in the show notes for this episode if in case you guys want to look at this yourself and kind of go down it because it kind of breaks it all down it's on the d23 website and kind of goes through because they're they're adding star which is kind of a new media brand it's going to be kind of this international thing and apparently they're going to be adding like a lot of 20th Century Studios, 20, formerly 20th Century Fox Studios, stuff to it, and they're gonna be kind of doing uh, more mature stuff. I think like you're gonna be have like Logan and stuff like that is gonna be on Disney Plus and on the Star thing, and they'll have like obviously parental controls and whatever. And you know, and then they kind of go through this, and you know, there's the Mighty Ducks, there's you know, um, there Percy Jackson's coming back, there's. Um, a lot of uh, National Geographic stuff. There's Handmaid's Tales getting a fifth season. Uh, you know, it's it just like so much stuff from all different <laughs> genres, and like it's just everywhere. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm looking at the article that um, you and I looked at in our private chat, and there's um, so it says that um, oh, which group is this? Um, so there's going to be an animated take on favorite 20th century studios titles, um, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid and oh. um, Night at the Museum. Uh, I thought I've seen the first two Night at the Museum movies. Um, I don't remember the second one that much, but I remember the first one was a lot of fun. So I'm curious to see how the animated version will play out. And also, like, um, there will be... The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Um, ben, how familiar are you with the Ice Age movies? I have seen parts of one or two of the movies. I'm familiar with the general premise, but I haven't really gotten into it that much. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen all of the movies. Um, it took me a while to see the most recent one, the fifth one, uh, which came out in, like, 2016, I think. Because um, okay. I... So, the first and third ones, I think, are really good. And the fifth one, like, I'd heard was, like, not that great. So, it, like, took me forever to watch it. And, like, once I saw it was on Disney Plus within the last few months, I finally got around to watching it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a decent concluding film for the franchise. Because I assume that, like, there's going to be no more Ice Age films given how... Uh, the recent films have done but like I was really surprised to see that there's going to be this like animated thing called the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild uh, starring Simon Pegg like like Simon Pegg's character Buck uh, he's like a weasel and is um, uh, like a literal weasel not a metaphorical weasel he, uh, he is like this kind of adventurer buccaneer type of character and so it's like oh, yeah, of course there would be, like, something centered around him. Like, he was introduced in the third Ice Age movie, and he came back in the fifth one, which is really great, um, to, like, have him back. And so I'm really excited to see uh, what more they can do with him. And it's it's really cool, uh, no pun intended, to see that, (laughs) like, like, they're still trying to continue injecting life into these, like, formerly 20th century fox properties huh yeah that's really interesting i i I didn't even catch the ice age announcement that that just would show how much stuff's happening so like that's uh it's really cool and i think ice age i mean it's obviously has a pretty big cultural you know impact and has a lot of fans so like they could kind of tie in with that and you know 20th century studios a lot of stuff you know disney has a lot but 20th century studios that's encompassing a lot of content that yeah could potentially bring this back a la ice age a la alien yeah i i recently saw a meme where it was like a a screenshot of a so like there was this tweet that said anastasia is now streaming on disney plus and apparently anastasia was like previously distributed by 20th century fox and so the tweet was like from someone like retweeting that and saying my condolences to everyone who spent years arguing that like and or clarifying that anastasia is not a disney movie (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i didn't even realize that because i thought it was disney i didn't realize that yeah um that's funny but yeah, so there, there's also this thing about like a prequel to The Lion King. Um, and that kind of intrigues me because, you know, the story of like Mufasa and Scar growing up is something that seems ripe for storytelling. And like, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of The Lion King remake uh, yeah, me la- last year. Um but it is kind of cool that they're going this direction rather than just remaking Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, shot for shot, you know? Right. That's, uh, yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to be like a prequel with like Mufasa and, and Yeah, Star. that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, that, that I wasn't expecting that. So that's could be really interesting. Like, uh, you know, obviously 
prequels are are prequels. You know, you yeah. kind of you're you're you can kind of only do so much, but at the same time, you can you can do a lot and a lot of Infinity for those characters. And as you're saying, like it's uncharted territory; they've never done anything quite like that. So, like, hey, it's good. Could be good. Could be interesting. Or it could be bad. You know, it could go either way. <laughs> it could, or it just could be meh, like like the the reboot. Like it's just like, uh, what 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 was the point of this? I mean, at least it it will be a new story. Like I think one of the things that kind of held down the reboot, the live action version, is that you know it was basically the same movie, you know, and it wasn't that impressive. Whereas I think this could be, you know, I don't know, I, I hope they do something with the animation, because I'm, I'm not too impressed with that style of, of like, live-action animation, even though, I mean, it is impressive, but it's also, like, what, what it, you know, what's going on here. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I probably will watch this, because I'm a complete hypocrite, and I'm a Disney shield, but, <laughs> you know, at the same time, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be good. You're just giving more fuel for the fandom menace. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh gosh! Um, anything else you want to cover? Because I think we're gonna kind of focus on Marvel when we come back from the break. I don't want to miss right. anything. Right. Well, in terms of Disney uh, animation, I, well, there's Raya and the Last Dragon. I don't yeah. know a whole lot about that. I just know that Kelly Marie Tran is starring in that one. And looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you know, the way that Rose has been handled in Star Wars has been, like, iffy. Uh, so I'm glad that, like, she's still getting work. And this looks like it could be a really good movie. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, totally. So I, I'm 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 really looking forward to that one. And I, I went into that going, like, what is this? I don't even know what it is. But, like, Kelly's in it. I'm, I'm game. I'm totally, totally game. So, Kelly, uh, Kelly, Kelly. Yes, yes. yes Flashback yes. to celebration. <laughs> Star Wars screwed her over. So, uh, yeah, let's give her her own Pixar movie or, or Disney. I, I don't know which studio it is, but it looks good. It looks <laughs> really, really good. And she's going to be like a new Disney princess, and she absolutely deserves it because she's basically a princess in real life. Um. Okay, so... That's going to about do it for kind of the Disney section and the Star Wars section, but we got some Marvel stuff that I'm really excited to talk about, but we cannot talk about just yet. We're going to take a little break. So please join us for more of the IPC podcast on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. This is IPC. Listeners, this is Joey Mays, intergalactic patron and promoter of my family business, Mays Sandwich Shop. We are proud to be supporting IPC and the endeavors of young, talented individuals like Zach, Ben, and Jake. Should you ever find yourself in the area of Reading, Pennsylvania, be sure to stop by Mays Sandwich Shop. Started by my grandfather in 1947, currently owned by my father and operated by my sister and me, May's Sandwich Shop has been serving delicious food to the greater Westlawn area for over 70 years. If you ever do visit, be sure to tell them IPC sent you. You're taking me somewhere to kill me? No, I'm taking you someplace to talk. Where I lie, I don't like to talk. 
But you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Talkie, talkie. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more of the IPC podcast, of course. More from the Disney Investors Party Conference, whatever they're calling it. They downed a bunch of Disney stuff, and we're talking about it tonight. Um, before we get into more of it, talk about some Marvel stuff, um, we're going to give up a little shout out to our very valued patrons who help keep the lights on. Um, you can follow us or, or join us, better yet, at patron.podbean.com slash ipcpodcast um, and uh, sign up and support the show. And uh, those who are doing that right now is Joey Mays, Ryan H., Rachel Perry, Dan Grievous, and Carrie Fleming, as uh, Zach insinuated uh, last week, we might be doing a little overhaul of the Patreon system. Might be moving to Patreon, maybe, or at least expanding to Patreon in the near future. So definitely keep a lookout for that. And those of you who are patrons, will will be in contact with you about what and and you know if you have something, if if you if you want something and you're willing to pay money for it, please. Let us know so that we can set that up because, you know, we want to do bonus shows. We want to do all kinds of stuff. We want to give you guys stuff, some really cool extras to, uh, you know, make your experience better. And, uh, you know, all in the service of uh, bettering the show and uh, keeping it going. So definitely uh, thank you to all those people and thank you to everyone. Uh, whether or not you're listening, if you're listening, we love you and we're glad that you're here. And uh, speaking of being here. We have a bit more of this show to do before we wrap it up for tonight, and uh, we're going to get into the Marvel side. Marvel Studios had a pretty big showing of stuff, announced a good many things, um, including Miss Marvel, um, Loki, Armor Wars, Iron Heart, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Secret Invasion, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and... Fantastic Four. Um, obviously, we knew about some of those, but we got some trailers for the stuff we didn't already know. We already knew about, so uh, a lot to go on. And uh, Stephen, you actually just got through watching the trailer 
for the Loki series, which I did as well. And uh, what did you make of that? Yeah, so it confirmed what we pretty much guessed, which was that, yeah, this would be the Loki who um, escaped in that one timeline that we saw in Avengers Endgame. But after that, it was like, I wasn't sure what to make of it. It was like, what what the heck is going on here? And it's, right. it's kind of weird, like, not knowing, like, what exactly is the plot of the show, but... You know, it's Loki, it's Tom Hiddleston, uh, people will still watch it, you know? Yeah, it, it's definitely, like, they're kind of holding their cards close to the vest, seemingly, in regards to, like, what this show is and what we're gonna be seeing, because we see him doing all this kind of crazy stuff, and he's captured by the TVA, which, I don't know what that is, it's TVA Marvel, I'm looking it up right now, is the Time Variance Authority. And he's wearing like a jumpsuit, he's getting kind of what seems to be like a prison, which you see him in the elevator, that's a real hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. That's where they are. <laughs> I've been in that hotel, oh, I recognize okay. it. Um, but it's made up to look like a, a prison, I guess. And so he's captured by Owen Wilson, who is in the MCU now, and I love it. And wow. you see... And you see all kinds of crazy shenanigans and Loki's getting into, and then apparently he he is D.B. Cooper, apparently. So I I don't know what to make of this. It looks really good. I love Loki, so, like, I'm on board with this, but it, it looks wacky. Yeah, it it definitely feels, feels like they're, um, like, keeping things close to the chest, um, kind of making it, like a mystery as to like what exactly will happen in, in the show. Um, or maybe they're just really bad at conveying what the show is about. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I really liked Loki's sacrifice in infinity war. Um, I too. But like, this is obviously like a different version of Loki. So I, I guess it's kind of a cheat. Um, and I am curious to see what they'll do with, like, this version of Loki. Yeah, I'm curious, like, how much of an impact this will have on the MCU, being that based on the the steps and the, 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 the rules established in, in, in Endgame is that, you know, if you mess with time, it doesn't really screw up your own timeline, but it creates new right. timelines. So we're assuming that Loki, this Loki who did not go on to die in Infinity War, but in fact lived on, went off and, and created his own timeline and is doing all this stuff. So, like, how will, will this just be a limited series with Loki and he's just having a good old time by himself doing all this crazy stuff? Or will this be somehow folded back into the MCU to the point where, like, you know, what we have with Gamora. Gamora was die but then she got brought back as an earlier version of herself and obviously she's going to be back in the same thing so like they could play this in different ways I, I would be totally fine with this just being like a what if scenario where he just goes off and just does things and we we don't see Loki again but I know how much they love to just bring Loki back and how much they love that character and how much we all love that character I could see this being you know Loki maybe showing up in Thor Love and Thunder after this well i mean 
what if is a different thing that Marvel is putting out, right? Right. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing too. And so, like, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for them to do that in Loki if they're literally having a show that's what if. Um, speaking of which, did you see the did you see the uh, the trailer for that for what if? Yeah, the the animation style isn't what I expected. Um, yeah. Like, it looks more like Star Wars Resistance or Tron Uprising, which I guess makes sense with, like, stuff that's, like, Disney-related. But um, it, it does... I, I do like that they're making the show and being experimental with, like, well, what would it have been like if this had happened instead of this other thing that we saw and... You know, it's just a great way of, like, experimenting with the IP, which is kind of something I'm hoping will happen with, like, Star Wars Visions. I don't think it will be a what-if scenario, but just the, like, experimentation aspect of it is what I hope that they're embracing all around. I completely agree. I think that I I want a Star Wars What If series. Like, I I want them to do that. But, like, this Marvel What If just looks fantastic. A lot lot of it is, in the trailer, looks to be focusing on T'Challa and the scenario where he's the one that's taken by Yondu to become Star-Lord. And so you have, you know, T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, voiced by him you know yeah, uh, his, his, role. yeah his final possibly his final all-time role and definitely his final uh you know outing as the character of black panther but not actually playing black panther playing this star lord for you know this black panther version of star lord which is kind of crazy um, but it looks really good, and there's obviously uh, Agent Carter is uh, Captain Britain, and there's a, there's a lot going on there that I think could be really interesting. And just going off in, like I said, a different direction that we're, we don't know where it's going to go. It's 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 all about telling the same story, but from a different point of view and differently. And I'm I'm totally game for that. Yeah, it it'll really. Um help branch out the Marvel universe, I guess. Um, like, like at the moment, it's hard for me to think of a what if scenario that I want, but I'm sure that they can get really creative with this sort of thing. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause I think there's like a good portion of the voice cast, like of the main cast of the MCU are going to be back. And, you know, I'm curious what they could be doing, you know, and, and maybe stuffed into do with, you know, obviously they're going with Marvel Zombies. They're doing that, and I, that's something that they, they really can't <laughs> do in the MCU. So, I'm like, it, it's cool that they're like they're doing stuff that they physically cannot do, or would be really hard to do in the movies. But say, you know, oh yeah, what if you know Captain America and all the superheroes were zombies? Like, how does that <laughs> happen? Um, it, it's really cool. Yeah, I I feel like DC gets experimental with some of their animated movies, which are sometimes in the same consistent universe, but other times in like their own like self-contained universes. Um, So I'm hoping to see something like of that same 
quality with this show um and i i, I do have faith in it for the moment um so I, i'm really excited to see this when it comes out yeah absolutely and, and another trailer we just watched is falcon and the winter soldier which I this has been number one on my list for a long time. I really enjoyed this trailer. Still didn't give us a whole lot. We still don't see U.S. agents. We still don't see anything uh, much of Zemo. There's no Agent Thirteen. We know all know, know all those characters are in it, but it's mainly just focused on Bucky and Sam, and not even much of the Shield. Like the Shield seems to be in a museum or something like that. And then we see the the new Captain America played by. Wyatt, uh, Wyatt, what's his name? Um, you know, he, he's in there playing that character, and so I don't know. There's a lot of good action. I mean, it, my biggest takeaway from these like Disney Plus MCU shows is that they still look like an MCU movie. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate. It it doesn't look because it's different from like the Mandalorian. We've never seen the Mandalorian in a movie. We we don't have that character. We know what Star Wars looks like, but we still, you know, Mandalorian is a new character, so there's nothing to completely compare it to a one to one comparison. Whereas we've actually seen these characters in these multi billion dollar like movies with multi billion dollar budgets, and so it would show if it's like okay, there's a decrease in the budget, and this looks like a TV show, which usually there is, but nowadays it's not, and they're clearly pouring in. A lot of money into these budgets and making them look really, really good. And I think Falcon Winter Soldier looks really, really great. Oh, yeah. Like, it definitely looks good. But uh, like we talked about, it's another instance of, like, I'm not really sure, like, everything that's happening in the show. Um, But it seems like Falcon and Winter Soldier do have a good back and forth that will be entertaining to see. Yeah, I think they're two characters that really haven't had a whole lot of development like together like obviously Winter Soldier was at the center of a lot of the Captain America movies Sam's kind of been off to the side and I think it could be really interesting to kind of see them not only you know get some development on their own but also kind of play off of each other and kind of like okay Cap's not around and you know, and it looks like Falcon, like, has the full-on, like, the comic-accurate suit, which is cool. And he's kind of fully embracing kind of being the Falcon, but he's supposed to be Captain America now. So, like, I'm I'm curious how all that is going to play out in regards to, like, clearly the, the government is going to step in, kind of take the shield away from him going, no, 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 we're going to do our own, you know, Captain America guy. And you see the big football field in the trailer and stuff like that where they're kind of this big celebration and so I'm just curious how that's going to play out and, you know, ultimately, you know, what could possibly these characters be going through in this thing and, you know, what what's going to be happening? Yeah, I mean, thinking back, I, I think we got confirmation that Zemo would have the classic purple mask, at least. So yeah. that in itself excites me. Um, I know it's like a stupid little thing, but I, I just love the some of the more comic booky elements yeah i completely agree that that's that i think you even released a picture of that that was really really cool so i'm i'm totally game for that and all of what's going in and i think this is going to be eight ish episodes i don't know how many episodes it's going to be but like i think it's a couple months yeah, away still sounds about right yeah so uh 
um, whew, I, this is this is the number one for me that I'm looking most forward to. Um, and we didn't get a trailer for him, or we actually did get a trailer for WandaVision, which looks, again, doesn't show us a whole lot, but actually shows a little bit. Um, I'm just, I just want to watch this thing. <laughs> yeah. Watch like three trailers. <laughs> I just want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, all the experimentation that it seems to be doing with different types of TV shows, it, it just seems like it'll be like a fun show all around. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate goal is like, you know, it, it's fun and it's you know it's it's a pretty funny it, and all around good times. Well, I wasn't gonna <laughs> say it, but since you did, yes, yes, fun and all around good times. Um, but like it, it is, it, it looks it looks really weird and something that you know I think Marvel movies, perhaps rightfully so, sometimes feel get get criticized for feeling samey, for feeling, you know, not taking yeah. risks, kind of kind of going back to the same, you know, visual pool and just, you know, not really pushing boundaries in regards to, like, story and whatever. And I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Marvel movies, but and I love them, but at the same time, I, I understand that that's a, a legit criticism and it's a fair criticism, but this feels different. This feels like something we've never really seen before, and that's that excites me. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge defender of the Incredible Hulk movie because, <laughs> yeah. like, it feels different from most of the other MCU movies. And, like, some people per- like to pretend that it's not canon, but to me, like, it makes Bruce Banner's overall storyline more compelling seeing how, um, how much he struggled, like, early on and seeing where he ends up, like, much later uh, with this team and uh we did get that confirmation that like tim roth is reprising his role as the abomination in the she hulk show which i guess tatiana maslany is starring in after all like yeah apparently even though she she denied it uh it's happening still (laughs) hopefully we'll get leader in the show as well you know close that like dangling thread with like samuel stearns uh played by tim blake nelson in that movie i think oh that would be great that would be great um yeah more just more to add to the idea that uh you know incredible Hulk is canon you've also got yes. uh, uh ross um secretary of state um he was in civil war and endgame and he's also gonna be in black widow so like yeah, they, they they haven't forgot about it. Marvel hasn't. We've tried to. <laughs> they haven't. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it's fine. It, I, it doesn't. It, it gets a lot of hate for for no reason. But uh, it is is. I was very surprised. Like, oh, abomination. Like, is he going to bring him back? Because like he got a mention in Age of Shield, and that was about it. Like, so that's great. That's wonderful. And WandaVision itself looks really awesome i'm just glad that vision's back even though he's probably gonna stay dead uh, i want my character back i want vision back I'm just, I'm sorry, <laughs> I do. but uh also on the move okay really quick okay we didn't get a trailer for this but i have to talk about this really quick secret invasion sam jackson is in this and they're doing and also ben mendelson is in this they're gonna do secret invasion as a disney plus show and i am very intrigued slash surprised by this because 
I figured this would be like an Avengers movie. I didn't think they would use this as a Disney Plus show. Yeah, because we are so used to some of the staple Marvel events being movies. Like, we got Captain America Civil War, and we got the Infinity Gauntlet adapted into um, Infinity War, and I guess partially Endgame, and also Thor Ragnarok. Um, But I think this is a good move, like having a TV series or maybe even TV mini series based on an event. Cause like I, I haven't read the like secret invasion storyline. I've only read the like Deadpool portion of it, which probably doesn't tell me much, but um, it, it sounds like an event that should take more than just one movie. So I, I am glad that they are taking their time with this thing. Yeah, I'm just, you know, obviously the whole thing with Secret Invasion is like you got the scrolls, they're coming in and they're they can pose as anyone. And the whole idea is like, you know, what if people have have been scrolls for years? Like what's this whole thing and you know why are the scrolls doing this and you know any of the Avengers could be compromised. Like that's the whole thing that I think is, is interesting. So like I'm curious what the cast is going to be like. You know, obviously I don't think there's a whole doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of story there if you don't have like some of the Avengers show up and them getting taken over by scrolls. Yeah, well, I'm very curious to see what they'll do with this thing because you could potentially have like, I mean, imagine how bad it would be if it was revealed that every single Avenger that we've come to know and love was a scroll. Oh but my gosh, that I, would I, be I don't, insane. I don't think they'll go that route, but I am curious to see how they'll integrate this into the MCU. Um, So, yeah, and, of course, Sam Jackson, always fun to see him getting mad about things. Yeah, especially, like, he's been played by a scroll, but, like, what, like, are the scrolls on the same page since the 90s and all Captain Captain Marvel and, like, you know, what's going on there? And, like, you know, it's just, I don't know, I, I love that idea. Yeah. I think it'll be great. Yeah. Um, and also, okay, so going to the movie front, now, I think there was a few... They didn't go into detail on a whole lot of things, but the two stood out to me were Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Such that's a great the, title. <laughs> that's the official title of the next Ant-Man movie, and, oh, this is great. I, I, I love the Ant-Man movies, so, like, I'm all for this. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to, like, the IPC episode on Avengers Endgame with our roundtable thing, you'll you'll see that I was campaigning for Ant-Man and the Hulk. But, but this, oh, yeah. But this still sounds like a really fun thing. Um, like, I, I don't know. It, it just, it's just so f- cool to see that, like, they're embracing these things, like, with Quantum Mania and doctor strange and the multiverse of madness it's like they're embracing the weird sciencey stuff in the marvel universe yeah yeah i i I like it's just a really crazy title and just really campy and i think that's what the mcu needs more they they need need to lean into the in the 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 wackiness and ant-man movies are known for that like they're really fun just wacky movies 
and you know getting back into the quantum realm i think is going to be interesting they believe they confirmed that uh it is indeed going to be um uh kang the conqueror is going to be involved um also they confirmed that Catherine newton who i've seen in a couple things is uh, going to be cassie lang and so they're aging her up a bit and maybe she'll be the new like maybe she'll be one of the young avengers i think that's her whole origin story so like a lot of stuff happening there that i think could be really interesting yeah i mean including kang the conqueror is such a big thing um i I highly recommend like uh if you haven't watched it already like either you or any listeners like watch avengers earth's mightiest heroes uh it's an animated series that aired on disney xd and it does include kang the conqueror and like uh that whole thing and i i like I'm just knowing that he's in this is like really exciting to me. Just seeing like how much more of a deep dive they'll do into the lore of Marvel. Yeah, and, and I should add that they did confirm that Jonathan Majors is going to be playing Kang, and we've talked about it on the show before. How Kang is generally he's like a time traveling villain, yeah. and generally he goes up against the Avengers. So I'm thinking this could be setting up for, you know, an eventual, you know, Avengers villain maybe. Maybe Avengers 5 we're going to see him show up and kind of take take that as the, the big bad in the MCU going forward maybe for a little bit. Um, I would think you're, you're, you're hiring somebody like Jonathan Majors and getting some really good talent behind it that they're not just going to have him one and done especially King the Conqueror. He's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with Jonathan Majors at all. I just looked at his filmography and I have not seen anything that he's been in. So it's quite a huge step for him to be in this like really big role. I think the biggest thing he's been in recently is a Lovecraft country, which I have not seen. Yeah. But I've heard about that, but I haven't it. seen it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Pretty pretty big step, but uh, I think we'll probably be seeing a lot more of him in the near future, especially in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, um, which is, I can't, can't wait to start saying more and more and more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of things to say, Fantastic Four. It's yes, happening. They didn't, so, they didn't was... give us much. They just gave us, a, gave us a logo. Foggy's like, hey, it's happening. I'm like, thank you. Thank yeah, you, Kevin. Because, okay, so, like, they've been saying for a while that, like, oh, yeah, the X-Men probably won't be introduced for, like, a long time. And so I guess I conflated that with, like, the possibility that the Fantastic Four would be far off as well. But, like, having this announcement that, like, oh, yeah, we're working on something Fantastic Four related, it's like, yes, like, we're getting it sooner than I expected. And it's... You know, Fantastic Four is billed as, like, Marvel's first family. And, like, I think people often forget, like, how how important they really are to, like, Marvel's overall history. And so, um, you know, the, like, 2000s movies were campy, fun at times, but not the best. Like, no, Galactus should not just be a cloud. And um, the Josh Trank movie, I... To an extent, liked how it explored it in the form of, like, 
how would people actually react to this and it'd be kind of wow. horrific but like it had its shortcomings and so it wasn't the best <laughs> thing ever did it yeah <laughs> so uh it's like i think it's nice to know that there will be a probably a victory for the fantastic four not that they're in the mcu and i'm really excited to see like what routes they take in integrating these superheroes who are like in Marvel comics supposed to be like celebrities, uh, in a way. And so I'm, well, yeah, I'm really excited to see who they cast and like how they like translate that into this, uh, cinematic universe that's been around for quite a while now. Yeah. You know, one thing that's missing that they aren't talking about at all, as, as I mentioned just a minute ago, uh, Avengers five, you know, the next Avengers movie, when's that going to be? I'm thinking, you know, maybe Fantastic Four will be involved somehow. Maybe, you know, that's what they're waiting on is kind of setting up all these, n- you know, new characters or whatever, biding, biding their time so that when we get to there, you know, we'll have Fantastic Four in play, maybe even X-Men at that time. And, you know, it, it could be really interesting. I'm just excited that we're we're getting this. They're going to be in the MCU. We get to finally play. I think they're, they're the, like the easiest way. Like the X-Men have a lot of baggage with all the previous movies and the whole concept of the the X gene and the, you know the mutants and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, a lot of stuff happening there, but overall, you know, Fantastic Four goes will slot in there pretty easily. Like they can just kind of show up, and you know that's that's going to be. I, don't know, I cannot wait. Yeah, like theoretically, WandaVision could explain why the X-Men aren't a known thing in this universe. Um, Cause you know, Scarlet Witch is from X is like Magneto's daughter and whatever. So like right. there could be that connection in the show. Like they could include that explanation, like with the house of M storyline, something like that. But I feel like this show has been in development. Um, like, as far back to the point where, like, they probably weren't thinking of including, like, an X-Men tie-in sort of thing. So I don't expect them to, like, include an X-Men tie-in in WandaVision. Whereas Fantastic Four is more easy to incorporate into the MCU because it doesn't have as much baggage. And that's because there are fewer characters and not as much, like, history that we've seen on screen. And, like... I've I think it's, like, very, uh, like, in hindsight, it's, like, obvious that, like, oh, yeah, the Fantastic Four would be incorporated before the X-Men in, in this whole thing, all things considered. Yeah, it, it does make sense, and, like, there's so much going. Oh, and another thing, oh, they did release something because they confirmed that uh, John Watts, who directed oh, yeah. has directed and is directing all the Spider-Man movies is going to be doing Fantastic 4. So and... we know that home will be in the title though. <laughs> Fantastic 4, finally home. Something yes. something home. <laughs> um and I am here for it. I look, I I love the Spider-Man movies. I love this current trilogy of Spider-Man movies. So like John Watts, you got my money. I, I'm down for this. I think he has a specific voice, and I think he really could be an interest, give an interesting take to this. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of Spider-Man, so like I've heard all these rumors, like 
within the past day or so, but are any of those tied to this Disney investors thing or are they just rumors? I don't think they said anything about Spider-Man 3 at this at this thing, which really is interesting because going into it, I think that was the big thing that everyone was expecting and all the rumors about Spider-Verse, about Tom Holland and yeah. and Andrew Garfield and, and Toby <laughs> McGuire. Toby McGuire and, and, and also and, Doc Ock and Electro coming back. It's, Alfred Molina. It's like, who, who isn't in this movie at this point? Right. It's like, <laughs> is Tom Holland in this movie? Is he going to actually have a role in this movie? Because everyone else is in this movie. Maybe, um, maybe Zach Arnold couldn't make it to this episode because he's filming for this movie currently <laughs> wouldn't put it past him should have known that guy didn't tell me something uh, <laughs> but uh yeah there seems to be everyone in the movie and they didn't talk about it i don't think or at least they didn't reveal any news about it so uh yeah that's that's a thing that's happening it's gonna be interesting but uh we got fantastic four and a lot of other stuff and is there anything else that I missed? Anything other Marvel stuff that you, you wanted to cover that, that I missed? Uh, well, there's also Armor Wars and Ironheart, which yeah. both feel like they spin out of Iron Man. Because, you know, Armor Wars follows Rhodey as War Machine. And um, I actually had a friend who said that she's concerned that, like, the, the show, like, Armor Wars might end up being too focused on Tony Stark in the same way that like the recent Spider-Man movies have been. Yeah. Um, so I could kind of see that, but I also feel like they would probably find a balance, make it like Rhodey's own show. And of course, Ironheart is about um, like, I guess it happened in recent years. Um, like Tony Stark's successor, um, What's her name? Was her name Riri or something? I think uh, it's Riri Williams. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Uh, so she, um, obviously, she's um, like uh, black and f- female, and she uh, takes on like Iron Man's legacy. And like, I'm really interested to see like how that plays out. But also, I wouldn't want it to be too Tony Stark centric either like i want these characters to stand on their own be their own thing well also acknowledge they could acknowledge tony stark every now and then because like how can he not but like uh like you know just have them like be their own thing and evolve as their own thing so that like you know you don't get those people like on the side uh criticizing it for being oh it's just Iron Man leftovers or whatever the hell they would say. I don't know. <laughs> but like like that news of these two things gets me really excited. Yeah, that's uh I'm curious like they're doing something with Rhodey. That's really interesting. Like I'm I'm definitely bored with that. Um Riri Williams, that's a character I'm not too familiar with. Um and I she's kind of recent. Um but obviously a lot of people are are very interested in her and, and, and have a lot of affinity for her being that, you know, you have a, a affinity some, some good... war. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, but you know, <laughs> I, I like some good representation in there, which it's, it, which is great. And, and kind of continuing the legacy of Iron Man, which I think is, is interesting. So like, um, I'm, I'm game for that too. I'm interested to see where they go with this. And I'm, I'm you know, again, like we said with the star Wars stuff, like, 
I'm assuming some of this stuff is still way down the pipe. You know, it could be you know three to five years before we see a lot of these things. But uh, still, very exciting. And you know, we're getting obviously Loki is seems to be finished. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming pretty soon. WandaVision is coming up very very soon. And then they literally have a backlog of, of movies. Black Widow is supposed to be out like six months ago, and, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, so. back, back in May. <laughs> so uh, we're, we got a lot of MCU coming down the pipe at, at some point, hopefully. Um, and they're, they're still pumping this stuff out. At least, at the very least, we get to watch on Disney Plus. So uh, very, very exciting. Yeah, but like even then, I. I thought it was really cool how, like, all the Star Wars stuff overshadowed all of this for me. Yeah. Um, Because, like, you know, we've seen Star Wars kind of struggle in recent years, so it's kind of nice to see the underdog get, like, the main spotlight in these times, you know? Yeah, it it is. It is. It seems like you're right that a lot of the focus in the past has been like, oh, look at marvel just out showing star yeah. wars oh my like, goodness like they have a good track record yeah <laughs> yeah so uh you know that's uh that sounds you know i i love that kind of the tables have turned a little bit and i think it's because a lot of the stuff that marvel talked about and even showed trailers for was stuff that was already announced and like you know wandavision like great trailer but it's like the third trailer we've gotten for it so like it wasn't as big of a deal as announcing 10 series in a row all new we had no idea were coming so uh star wars definitely won the day at this point um the only other thing i want to mention that i'm really really excited about is the guardians of the galaxy holiday special uh i knew you were going there (laughs) this is apparently this is james gunn's baby he's gonna be doing this they're gonna be shooting it while they're shooting guardians volume three it's gonna come out the following christmas and I just that's this is just gonna be the best. I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be a full length movie or just like a TV special, but it's so good. They're bringing holiday specials back, man. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's also like the, the series of original shorts called "I Am Groot." So we're getting like a couple of things spinning out of Guardians of the Galaxy. But yeah, I'm really curious to see what this holiday special will be and whether it might reference the star wars holiday special overtly or whether it might be its own thing um like i really enjoyed the lego star wars holiday special uh like it was mostly great Uh, it's it was just really weird that it didn't really mention leia being ray's master and stuff like that but like the humor was good and it's it's really cool that like Disney and is like bringing back holiday specials in this way so it makes me curious like what other IPs that they have could like have their own holiday specials in like upcoming years yeah I just love I I feel like I don't know would I'm thinking would Peter Quill be old enough would he he would have seen the holiday special or actually because you know he what? Left, he, well, he, he le- was he, le- he left in like the late eighties, but like I can't remember how old he was then. I'm trying to see. Okay, Peter Quill born. Does it give me? Is there a, a thing? Okay, so uh, according both- to the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki, Peter Quill was born in late 1980. 
Okay. So, so he probably wouldn't have seen the holiday special. So you're talking about this, you know, came out, you know, 78, the holiday special, it came out. Um, that doesn't mean that maybe he had it on videotape. Obviously, his mom, like, taped a lot of stuff and recorded a lot of stuff and gave it to her son. So, like, it's maybe none of the realm of possibilities. circulated the bootlegs that we all <laughs> have seen. <laughs> I just I just love the idea of Peter Quill knowing what the Star Wars holiday special is and yeah. then like trying to emulate that. that oh, we're going to do this. This is going to be great. Like that's like if they go full meta on this, I will love this so much. Maybe we will see other members of Groot's species celebrating something similar to Life Day. They got to go and... back to the Groot planet. Yeah, and we'll get like an animated segment that introduces a badass. Um, uh, it, it'll be Deadpool. It'll be Deadpool in the animated segment. <laughs> and and like, think about it though. Like, what if Peter Quill like he thinks that's like the be- like the Star Wars holiday special is like the best Star Wars thing ever? Because right, he saw it. It was like the last Star Wars thing he saw. He yeah, and he, and he's like, oh god, like he goes back to Earth, like, oh, the Star Wars holiday special, like that was great, like that was wonderful. Like, I remember seeing that as a kid. And he's like, um, no, Peter, <laughs> no Star Lord. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I feel like the Star Wars Holiday Special is the only thing that all Star Wars fans agree on. It's bad. <laughs> pretty much, although I think if you go to certain parts of the internet, someone would argue with you, with you about it. So, uh, Right. Yeah. Like, like, I have a friend who, like, um, made it, like, his own Thanksgiving tradition watching the Holiday Special every year, but he stopped doing that recently because uh, he's not as into star wars anymore so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing all right um so i think we're getting close to the end here i think we've covered about everything we can um steven final thoughts do you have anything is there anything else marvel star wars anything in between related that uh, you want to bring up before we uh start wrapping the show up um so I know there's, I think I heard somewhere that there's gonna be like a Turner and Hooch. Uh, yeah, I think I heard about this. Yeah, like I don't know if it's gonna. Okay, it's gonna be a series, and I, I actually watched the original movie like last year, I think, and it was kind of disgusting seeing the dog slobber and whatnot. But it was a <laughs> it was a fun movie, like Tom Hanks and a dog, and they're. It's like a buddy type of movie, and I'm curious to see like how that will translate into a TV show. Um, yeah, I'm just scrolling through this thing, seeing if there's anything else I recognize. Um, let's see, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much same. Like, like I still haven't seen the live action Beauty and the Beast yet. Um, Oh, I guess on Hulu there's got to be uh, – I don't know if this is a new thing, but American Horror Stories. Uh, I don't know if that's an expansion of the series American Horror Story, but I got bored after the third season, so mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Um, don't care about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, oh, Indiana Jones. Okay, so is the fifth Indiana Jones movie just going to be called Indiana Jones? 
I think I would assume there's a title forthcoming. I would assume. Okay, because I, I kind I wouldn't be surprised if they only call it that. Like in the vein of how like the Bourne movies ended up with like Jason Bourne uh, within the last few years or something like that. Um, Maybe. But Jones. <laughs> but um, yeah, very. Like, we know Harrison Ford is going to be back in that. We've kind of known that for a while. Um, I think it'd be funny if it took place this in 1962, the same year that American Graffiti took place, and just have him in a car and whatnot. That would like, be I, amazing. Yeah, so, like, I don't know what to expect from that, but it's nice to know that that's still happening. Um, the Willow series, like... Every once in a while, there have been rumblings of a Willow sequel series, and it's just nice to know that that's going on. Um, I don't expect it to be in line with, like, the Willow sequel books that I've heard have come out. Um, I've never read them, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it, like, disregards those. Um, But, um, and there's also this other thing that Lucasfilm is doing called Children of... What's it called? Flesh and Bone or something? It's like Children an adaptation of, of the Blood Ch- and Bone. Children of Blood yeah. and Bone. Okay, I don't know what that is, but it is kind of interesting that like Lucasfilm is expanding beyond like just the properties they've done before, even if this is based on a book. So it makes me wonder like what more they can do in the future beyond all this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very excited. Even if I'm not like, I don't know what Children of the Blood and Bone is, is, and I'm not sure I really want to see it, but I'm glad that Lucasfilm is kind of stepping out for the matter. It's like, you know, it's, Lucasfilm has always been bigger than Star Wars, even though Star Wars has been bigger than Lucasfilm a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's understandable, but, you know, still, there, there's more stories to be told, and, you know, Lucasfilm can do that. So, like, I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, and just scrolling further, um, apparently there's going to be a Hocus Pocus 2. I watched Hocus Pocus for the first time recently. Um, it, it was fun. Um, huh. So I'm curious what that'll be like. Um, Pinocchio, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Tom Hanks. That sounds like it could be really good. Uh, oh, Peter Pan and Wendy, starring Jude Law as Captain Hook, and Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Um, yeah, I'm curious about that. Uh, right now, my favorite adaptation of... Well, I actually haven't read the original Peter Pan, but my favorite like on-screen Peter Pan thing has been the 2003 movie, so I'm curious like how much I might end up liking this one, potentially. And... Oh, we're also getting Disenchanted, which is a sequel to the Amy Adams movie, Enchanted. Um, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, um, the title is kind of confusing to me because, uh, so it's called Disenchanted, but there's also a Netflix animated series called Disenchantment uh, from the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, and it's set in like medieval times, so. Um, wow. Yeah, but anyway, um, let's see, Cruella, I already know about that, Emma Stone as, like, young Cruella DeVille, um, I guess there's something Little Mermaid related, like, a new feature film at some point, um, uh, 
Oh, there's something called Turning Red, which is like an upcoming Pixar movie. Um, yeah, I think I saw that. I'm not sure what it's all about, though. Yeah, like the image looks like it's about a fox. Um, let me look this up real quick. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the first article that came up. Okay, Turning Red will tell the story of may a 13 year old going through puberty just like any teenager life is awkward except when may gets too excited she turns into a giant fluffy red panda <laughs> super awkward um okay that that premise sold me i'm looking forward to this <laughs> why so she's like the hulk but turns into a panda a red panda at that yeah, and also apparently Pixar is releasing their first ever long-form animated series. It's called Win or Lose. It follows a middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. And each episode is told from the perspective of a different character. So, Really? Yeah, yeah like, like we knew that there would be like a Monsters, Inc. animated series, right? But it's cool to see that they have, they're branching out into these other things. Yeah, that, wow. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad to see Pixar branching out and doing different things. Yeah, I'm and they're, really they're also doing, um, uh, let's see, this article says additional details are shared about Disney Plus series, including Inside Pixar, Pixar Popcorn, Doug Days, which I'm guessing is about the dog from Up. Yeah. I, I'm sure that'll be fun. And Cars. Um, I don't know why they're still doing Cars related things. Um, but and apparently something to do with Luca, which is Luca a new feature film or is it based on a short film? It sounds vaguely familiar. I think it's new, although I I couldn't say for certain. I'm probably mixing it up with a Pixar animated short called La Luna. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently Luca is um, set in Italy, and um, it's a coming-of-age story about a young boy um, experiencing a summer filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. So, yeah, it sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, but um, cool. yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. I, I mean, there's like also the Star Wars stuff, but I feel like pretty much everything has been said about like the Star Wars stuff already by this point within like the last day and a half as of when we're recording this. A lot has been said by a lot of people and a lot's continuing to be said. Um, because, uh, yeah, a lot to be said. In fact, I, I, I left the door open for Zach and Jake to send in some voicemails. So you, you may have actually heard them drop in, in, in the middle of the show, or you may not have, but, uh, needless to say, I think Zach has a lot of thoughts and both those guys, I would love to get them back on the show at some point to just mull this over and discuss it because there's so much happening, not just in Star Wars, but Marvel and, you know, gonna keep going and going and going, and uh, we got a lot to look forward to over the next few years. 2020, maybe I ain't so bad after all. Maybe you actually gave us something to talk about. I mean, some good things are coming out just as it's ending, so... <laughs> right, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna be a heck 
of a lot of fun over the next few weeks and months and years and uh, decades because that, that's pretty much all this is going to be covering over the next little while. But uh, I think that's going to about do us for tonight. Uh, we, I feel like, barely scratched the surface even though we talked about a ton of different things. But, uh, you know, that is the way of things. And, uh, you know, if you guys, as always... In the on the on the social medias, if you would like to uh, get in contact with us and say, "Hey, talk a little more about that thing," and literally it can be anything, because um, we will talk about it. We've done it before, so uh, contact us at IPC Podcasts on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, leave a comment, tweet at us, leave a comment on one of our our show posts, and uh, let us know what you think. And then uh, you can follow us personally at Zach.TheVoice on Twitter and Instagram. Myself, at Ben Hart with Noe on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can follow Jake at Jake Damon, at Jake W. Damon, and at Jek's Patch. And I noticed just a few days ago that he's been doing a lot of cool, interesting stuff that uh, you should be uh, paying attention to some some pins and stuff that he's really creating, which he's just an incredible artist, all his own. So that should be really exciting. Um, you can follow the uh, you, you can find our IPC, our R-rated spinoff show that may or may not still be going. I haven't heard because I haven't been on it, but uh, you can find it on on the Fandom Empire Network. Um, you can follow uh, and find you can find episodes of the IPC podcast as well as all your latest Star Wars news on StarWarsInterworld.com and iTunes. Um, uh, and, uh, of course, find our, our hosting site, IPCPodcast.Podbean.com and uh, find swag, tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. Um, what should we do for the quote of the night? Oh, that's a toughie. Because oh. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of options here, but I'm, I'm trying to think... What would be the likely case? We got a lot of trailers. I, I mean, stuff. okay, okay. This is like the so like in the Disney Investors Day thing. One of the announcements we got was like a Bad Batch trailer. So maybe like Grand Moff Tarkin saying that was an impressive display or something. Like that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe just the Bad Batch trailer because we didn't really talk a whole lot about it, and it was a really great trailer. Maybe I'll just play the. Bad Batch trailer, and just let you guys <laughs> listen to that because it's it's got some good stuff. You got Finnick Shan in there. She doesn't really say anything. Yeah. You can't hear her. Um, but there's Tarkin in there. Steven Stanton's back, and just Bad Batch goodness. So uh, yeah, go ahead and listen to that. And tonight's quote of the night: They call themselves the Bad Batch.
was quite an impressive display. <laughs> I don't Genuinely. understand why it's called a bad batch when it's a good batch of episodes. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, I just, I'm amazed that this thing's happening and the fact that it's basically just Clone Wars ep- a season, season eight. Like it's, yeah, like it's I, not I mean, even trying. The, the trailer with the logo, it's like, yeah, they're not hiding it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, I love the, that the... The animation style is obviously pretty much the same. You know, they're obviously using probably a lot of the same elements from, you know, the first, you know, uh, series and, you know, maybe even from from season seven. So, like, I, I just, it looks it looks so good. It looks so, so good. So I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that may be one of the most hyped things for me is the Bad Batch trailer um, and... You know, even though I didn't talk about it much tonight, believe me, I'm hyped. <laughs> yeah, there was so much. There was so much other stuff to talk about. Yeah, I mean, with that and Hayden coming back and the Andor sizzle reel, I, I do like the Andor title, by the way, because it's fodder for memes like Star Wars <laughs> and or Trek or Star Wars and or Peace or stuff like that. Oh my like It's gosh. brilliant marketing. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's it's so like it's simple and like like you you really you didn't put much thought into this, but you know at the same time, I get where they're coming from. They're they're trying to you know you want to use that name. People recognize Cassie and Andor, and they want to use the Andor name. But uh, and it's a cool logo though. That logo is cool and especially yeah. cool when you edited it to say Star Trek or Star Wars, <laughs> Andor Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, um, yeah, the, uh, also Rangers of the New Republic. I can't help but think of, like, Space Rangers, like, in terms of Buzz Lightyear. Are they going to cross over with the Buzz Lightyear movie? Is that going to be a thing? (laughs) Maybe Buzz had the Death Star plans at one point. Oh boy! Oh boy! And he kind of does. I mean, we talked about yeah. it in the movie. Like he's basically R two D two. He has the plans to the Death Star. So like, yeah, is that for be a thing in the, in the Buzz Lightyear movie. Are they gonna like do like Star Wars references? Is he gonna be like carrying information? Maybe they'll do a thing where they suggest that like, uh, like in the Lightyear movie, something about Buzz Lightyear will like inspire George Lucas. Um, like, it'll influence, like, some of his ideas for Star Wars, kind of like in the third Arthur and the Invisibles movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, like I said, <clears throat> lots of stuff to look forward to. And uh, Bad Batch is one of the clo- in- in newest things and earliest things to come up. So, uh, very much. Very much looking forward to it. All right, um, real quick, let's go ahead and hit that one segment that we have to hit before we call it quits tonight. Before we run out of time completely, uh, let's get into it. Of course, I'm talking about getting out your hashtags, posting it on social media, posting it in the chat, and getting it ready because it's time, one more time, for hashtag... BBQ Watch. Barbecue. 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 
So, I, look, admittedly, I, I had a bit of struggle trying to find a topic for tonight because I, I didn't come prepared, as I most of the time don't. Um, unless you had, do you have anything in mind? Because I do, I think. Um, barbecued mouse, as in Mickey Mouse. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, let, let's known. go with your idea. That's probably really bad. I should have known. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, and this is something I've never talked about before, and it's not really barbecue-related, at least I've never had anything barbecue-related at this place, but I started thinking about Disneyland food, or oh. Disney World food. And, yeah. okay, have you been to any of the Disney parks? Yeah, I've been to Disneyland about, um, I want to say f- four or five times. Okay. All right. I've been to Disneyland once, and I've been to Disney World uh, at least a dozen times. Um, so you know, I'm very familiar with Disney World. I, you know, and obviously, when you go, you got to eat. And I talked about you know theme park food last week, and in that it's a lot of times it's not very great. But Disney, being Disney, they they usually you know they go the extra mile. Um, and obviously, you got your, your favorites. You got the the Mickey Mouse shaped ice cream you know whether it be the 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 ice cream sandwich or the ice cream bar which are always good um and the thing that i'm thinking of at the top of my head and i know it's not barbecue but for crying out loud those darn churros that's what i had for the first time out in disneyland when i went uh last year and they're pretty darn good and i heard a lot about the churros i never actually had one and i had to wait in line to get one it was it was worth it, I think. Nice. Yeah, like, our last time I went to Disneyland was actually um, when my brother and our friend Robert uh, took took me to, like, Galaxy's Edge. And, um, well, like, you know, there's that place with, like, the food, and it's, like, the, they have, like, some really good food there. And I know you and I talked about how, like, Pizza Planet needs to, like, step it up or whatever, but, <laughs> like, there is some legitimately good food over at Disneyland, I think. Yeah, there is, like, and I'm not, you know, they have some pretty good restaurants, like, um, there's a place, maybe I've talked about it before, I can't remember, but there's a place in uh, uh, Epcot in Walt Disney World, and it's inside the, uh, if you've been to Epcot, you know what I'm talking about, the whole, like, living with the land area. Um, it's on the right side of the park, I think. Um, but it's, it's the big building and you kind of go in and then up top there is a restaurant you go into and it's like a character restaurant where you go in and the the characters kind of going around and they kind of take pictures or whatever. But the best thing about it is that like they have like all this food and the kind of, that you come in and you kind of say, okay, you want this, this, and this, or I think maybe they don't even give you options. They kind of bring food. They bring all this food to your table. It's like a buffet buffets worth of ta- food and you just get to like have all of it and like they just line it up and they you basically it's all you can eat 
and like it's not cheap it's it's disney prices but it's it's really good and you're not going to leave hungry and it's really incredible but uh you know that's some of the restaurant experiences and you know i know you get turkey legs and you know all all the usual stuff and you know, we might have to go more in depth with uh, disney 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 food um and if you guys in the audience obviously if you if you have a favorite let us know maybe we'll uh, we'll talk about it maybe next time we're at the the parks we'll try one yeah we we just need to continue showing about disney you know <laughs> <laughs> we're just not good disney shills we're just we're trying we're trying we're just just not making it sometimes right <laughs> oh my gosh but uh yeah i think i think that about wraps it up steven I, I i don't know where to go from here i don't know if there's anything else to be discussed i think we we pretty much covered everything yeah i mean as a somewhat wise man once said it's a wrap you know <laughs> Yes, there, there. He said it, and uh, so be it. We will wrap this show up. Before we do that, um, Stephen, tell the people where they can find you, what you're doing, and how they can keep up with you online. Right. So you can follow me at Stephen Schinder on Twitter and Instagram. Stephen Schinder storytelling on Facebook. Uh, you can also friend me if you want on my personal account. Uh, just be warned or probably be like disgusting slash appetizing food pics shared from me. Um, and um, let's see what else, what else? Um, uh, I'm also on Star Trek Culture. Uh, it's a podcast where me and Liana Ahmed uh, mm. talk about the latest episodes of Star Trek Discovery. And uh, you can find the videos of that on the YouTube channel for Culture Slate. And it, it was kind of funny, like, the when we had scheduled to talk about this week's episode, uh, Terra from uh, Part 1, it was like, like, we scheduled to, like, meet up and record, like, after I heard, like, all the Star Wars news. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know if I'll have, <laughs> I'll have like, the brain power to, like, focus on Star Trek. But we managed, um, and it, it feels natural. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, and um, I'll, I also have a podcast called Delayed Replay, which you can find at channel 1138.com slash delayed replay, where we uh, review movies that, were supposed to come out this year as if they did come out this year and make stuff up um, on this. We make stuff up on the spot. And uh, there's actually like a holiday uh, episode coming up soon. Uh, it's going to be about uh, the new version of Dune that was supposed to come out this month. Uh, so mm. that, that'll be fun. And um yeah, season two will come out sometime this coming year. Um, so subscribe to stay in the loop of like when that happens, I guess. And I've also been on Doctor Holocron's YouTube channel. Uh, like get like talking with him and his friends about oh yeah, the, yeah. this current season of The Mandalorian. Uh, it's called Beskar Broadcast. And we have some interesting takes. Like, I think it's worth listening to. Uh, so check that out whenever you have a chance. 
Um, I also have a fantasy horror comedy novel called Lemons Like Rain, which is available on Amazon. More information on that at stephenschinder.com. And um, I think that's about everything. Uh, luckily, I remembered to breathe this time, like plugging all the content. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's your reward, all right? Oh, I was Again. also on Radio Razor Crest recently. Yes, you were. Yeah. Yes, you were, and it was great. I was on that episode, too, and it was great. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, you, you, you take as much time as you need to plug your stuff because, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and, and for those who don't know, Stephen came on at late notice again because i was like <laughs> just overwhelmed by what was going on i'm like um um uh, you want to just talk about the disney stuff and he's like yes let's do yeah, that so uh, yeah i mean this week like I-, I listened to like the previous uh star wars underworld where uh or maybe it was even like the previous like ipc episode where you and zach were like it'll probably be a different episode without zach next week or something like that and i was like Huh. I wonder how long it'll take for Ben to like contact me this time around. <laughs> and, and, like, You're just the, like sitting there looking at your phone, like waiting, like he's gonna do it. Isn't and, it? Like the later it got, the more apparent it became to me that like, oh, it's probably gonna be like the Disney investor call, like just <laughs> not focusing as much about Star Wars because like SWUU, um, that's really hard to say. <laughs> like <laughs> talked about that already, but yeah. This was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, of course, this was a blast. Thank you so much for taking the time out and joining me and uh, joining us because, uh, yeah, it's it's a group effort, and uh, we all got to enjoy something really special this week, so uh, it it only seemed natural to to address it and and talk about it for a bit. But uh, I think that's going to about do it. That's going to wrap this show up. This is episode number 311 whoa, of the IPC podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, for joining us, and uh, we couldn't do the show without you, and we hope you come back next week. But before we do that, we're going to leave you with this closing thought. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. We hope you will absolutely join us on another episode of IPC one day soon, preferably next week. But until next time, good night, everyone. 